This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hell yeah. Here we are. There's a little glitch in the beginning of that intro. That's a StreamYard issue. I don't know why it does that, but damn you, StreamYard. Welcome, everyone, to Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, the interactive video show where you can join us on the show if you're a subscriber. You get an email <clears throat> the day of the show telling you to come and join us. We have a private chat. You can be in that. You can just be on audio. You can be on video. You can smoke. You can chill. You can ask questions, participate in what we're doing. All of that good stuff. You just got to subscribe at channelattitude.com. As you all know, we tell you all enough. And you see at the beginning there, too, the big Channel Attitude intro. That don't alert you. Then I don't know what will. We got a lot going on tonight. This is officially episode 46 slash 3. It's our 46th episode total. Our third episode for channelattitude.com, which has a bunch of great shows on that network as well. If you want to go check them out. But none, if I may be so humble to say, none are greater than this show. And uh, people want to fight me. Let's go. Celebrity boxing. I'm not quite a celebrity, but I'll box anybody over that. I'll do anything for publicity. Literally anything. Just try me. Uh, if you want more information, ShellySJSmokeOut.com. If you don't know who I am, my website's on there. If you don't know who Shelly is, her website's on there. But we're Stoner Jesus and Shelly. Uh, I'm a podcaster and whatnot. Shelly's a former pro wrestler, model, content creator. Uh, more things than I am. But, you know, I do some stuff. And we do discuss some stuff together here on the Smokeout. So hopefully if we have some subscribers joining us tonight, that'll be awesome. We'll bring them up and talk about them and all that stuff. But until then, we have... Uh, Stuff to talk about. First thing I want to talk about before we get into all the other stuff is the giveaway. It's the pinned tweet at SJ Shelly Smoke, or Shelly SJ Smoke, rather, on Twitter. See right there, you can win a couple signed 8x10s from Shelly and a 10-minute private video chat. Now, I have to say, Shelly, I would imagine anybody seeing that, judging by, say, the comments I get on Instagram and the private messages what does a 10-minute private video chat entail? Because I got a feeling you have to be very specific on this point. This is true. Um, so look, fellas, I'm not going <laughs> to be naked. I'm not going to go topless. I'm not going to wear lingerie. It's just a way for you guys to chat with me. I know some of you have written me saying that you wish I would go back to doing the cameo calls. Um, not going to happen. I'm just, it's not for me. Uh, some of you write to me saying, hey, I would like to be on WhatsApp or Google Hangout with you. Can I do that? No. The only way that you can get interactions with me is if you join my secret society or for free, you can get that one-on-one 10-minute conversation with me video. You don't even have to be on video. If you subscribe to Shelly and Stoner Jesus Smokeout, it's a win-win because you get access to our show and you will also get access to me for 10 minutes. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now. There you go. July 21st, we will announce the winner. I haven't Shelly pick a random number or something like that. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but it'll be something maybe cool, maybe not. But if you're a winner, if, the, if you are the winner, it'll be very cool for you. So there you go. Plus some sign eight by tens to do with, uh, what you will. I mean, I'm, you know, Shelly doesn't know about it. I really don't want to know about it either, obviously. But, you know, whatever. Whatever gets through the day. That's my motto. Whatever. As long as uh, you just keep it to yourself. No one can ask any questions. 
Absolutely. Uh, later on the show, by the way, we have part two of Shelly's interview with April Hunter. Uh, if you did not see the first part, I would say go back and watch the first part. It was in the last episode we did, episode two for Channel Attitude. This, of course, being episode three. If not, you'll still, you can watch the second part. You'll get the context of it because I kind of overlapped them a little bit. So you know what's going on if you watch both parts. We'll get to that a little bit later. One of the things we didn't get to last week was, uh, and that Shelly was very, very gun ho about talking about. And no, it's not the Young Bucks. I know a lot of you are thinking. <laughs> I'm sure watching a lot of Young Bucks uh, highlight videos on YouTube before the show. She gets pumped up. Oh, gosh. Some good old Young Bucks highlights. No, it's not the Young Bucks. It's, of course, Johnny Depp. He was in the news a lot lately, of course, because of the trial, the defamation trial, which, of course, he won. Uh, Amber Heard allegedly, supposedly, shitting in his bed, which was a highlight of the trial, among other things. Uh, her sneaking in, uh, what's-his-face, James Franco, into the house. bunch of other stuff. You can go see the whole 800 hours of the trial if you want to on YouTube. Um Shelly, I get the, the feeling that you're not a Jenny Depp fan. Uh, have you had any like personal interactions with him? I had one. Um, I was pretty excited because he was hitting on me. But then not I realized he was married. And I don't remember. If I Maybe it was to the Amber Heard. I don't know. It was quite a few. When was he married to her? Do you remember? I do not. I remember a long time ago he was married to somebody like Winona Ryder or something. Maybe he wasn't. You know. He was in a relationship. I could have sworn he was married, but um, so that made me lose all respect for him. Now, I know some people out there can be like, oh, come on or whatever. Well, I'm old school. You know what I mean? And I care. So that to me showed me his character. And so ever since then, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Johnny Depp put a hex on me. You know what we're talking about? <laughs> But ever since then, I've been very anti-Johnny Depp. And what's crazy is I used to be all about him from back in the 80s. I used to watch uh, 21 Jump Street. Um, <clears throat> I was totally all in with the Pirates of the Caribbean um, franchise. For those of you that don't know, I had one night where I got to be Pirate Shelly on Velocity with WWE with Paul Burchill when he was pirate Paul Burchill and I was pirate Shelly and I pitched to them cause they were going to run with it. And, um, they decided not to, they ended up killing off his character like a week later or whatever. But, um, what I pitched to them was like, oh, dude, it'd be so cool because like the pirates of the Caribbean franchise was so huge. I thought it'd be cool if like we did some like press for WWE and went to like the red carpet and like this whole thing. Um, for me, the pirates, franchise was huge because I'm a Disney girl grew up in SoCal and Pirates of the Caribbean was one of my favorite rides still is. So it was, it was my heart. And I was like, Oh, so there was that. Of course I love Crybaby. What's eating Gilbert Grape. Like he's, I'll give him this. He's a great actor. Like I'm not taking away from that. He's a great actor there, you, in my opinion, you can't really dispute that. But when he hit on me, and was very spoken for like i said that's when i lost all respect for him and i was no longer a fan i still liked his movies but i didn't like him anymore and the whole thing with this trial i was not invested at all it was one of those things where i was not going to use my time here on earth watching this stupid trial 
But my opinion on it is what's so annoying to me is if you took out that it was Johnny Depp and this Amber Heard gal, really, if you took out that it was Johnny Depp, let's be real, people wouldn't have been so invested to where they're spending their time here on earth watching this trial just because it's Johnny Depp. And to me, that made me want to throw up. No offense if you're one of those people and like whatever, but it just really annoyed me that the only reason why it was getting this coverage and people were so invested was because it was a famous actor. When there's things like this that happen all the time, but no one could care about that. But oh, because it's Johnny Depp. So I felt like it put him on this like pedestal, especially when it was this whole Team Johnny, justice for Johnny. And it's like, if he wasn't Johnny Depp and these people just saw on the news a quick little blip of this story, I don't feel like they would be saying that. They wouldn't, people were getting in arguments about it, like legit arguments. Mm-hmm. There was places here in California, I don't know if it's because it's LA or what, but there would be tip jars and it'd be like, one tip jar would say Team Johnny and the other one would say, you know, Team Amber Heard or whatever. And so it's like they made it into this whole thing. And it's like, I just, this is why I don't care for investing my life and trying to be an actress and doing the whole Hollywood thing anymore. Because it's like stuff like this happens all the time where it's just like, it just makes me want to throw up. So, and it's so crazy because then I would see people who, like there's this one journalist that used to be on the news that I watched and I ended up on following her because she was so invested in the Johnny Depp like case. I was like, you're like, you've been on TV. You've done some things. Cause she's one of these news people that wasn't just on the news, but she did like acting gigs, little bit parts on shows and stuff. So like, she like had a little career for herself outside the news. And so it's like, why are you using your time here on earth for something that you know that a this stuff happens with hollywood couples all the time i hate to break it to you people but there's a lot of dysfunctional and toxic relationships in general but these celebrity couples because there's so much at stake with like egos and people's career and money and power and trying to expose people for like whatever. So it's just, it made me want to throw up. What do you think? Uh, I did not watch any of the trial other than some clips I played on my show. One was of course, uh, Johnny Depp talking about Amber Heard sitting in his bed <clears throat> which his his cadence through, through the whole thing really got on my nerves just the way he talks and expresses himself is very annoying there's also some uh witness apparently was on skype or some shit and he was vaping in his car while he was on skype <laughs> that's only two parts that i saw um i just see online obviously social media wise uh people were very pro johnny depp uh amber heard is quite hated in many circles uh, on the internet what it is, I don't know. I don't know a lot about her. Um, other than I heard early on, like long before this trial, that there was proof of her like abusing him. There was like 911 calls or what the fuck ever. And so I kind of like, you know, kind of turned me off toward her, but I didn't get invested in like what was going on other than to, like I said, make fun of it on my show. But, um, you know, it's, <clears throat> I don't know where she's going to get all that money, first of all. I mean, I don't think she had that big of a career, especially not compared to him. 
he seems like he's he's going great. He's got a new Pirates of the Caribbean deal. They're probably going to make twelve more of those movies, and uh, so he's back. He's back on top. Only other thing I know about him is he's best. He's like really good friends with Marilyn Manson, who, from what I hear, is a piece of shit. <laughs> and there's this um, famous picture of him smoking a bowl in the the bushes with Marilyn Manson, and it, it became like meme famous or whatever. That's about all I know. Most of his movies I never really got into. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean were okay, but other than that, I just. I know. You know what? I wonder if this got brought up at all. I remember when I was younger in like the 90s, he dated Kate Moss, Johnny Depp. And there was this big thing where it was on the news where he ended up trashing this hotel because they got in a big, ugly, violent fight. So it's like, I'm pretty sure because I feel like it would have popped up on like what people were talking about. It didn't get brought up. So it's like this dude has a history that's been documented for having like, you know, physical um, altercations or domestic violent type of things. Like, I remember it was like a big deal. Like he had to spend all this money because like I said, he trashed that room and like there was domestic violence involved. So it's like, I get, I don't want to say guarantee, but I'm pretty freaking sure that probably wasn't brought up. Yeah, people seem to have very selective memories when it comes to celebrities, especially big celebrities. <clears throat> you know, people like, you know, Mel Gibson, who's said all the shit he did, and he's back to being like a beloved movie star or whatever. And there's just an endless list of celebrities that are like that and get a pass. R. Kelly got a pass for many, many years until recently. Uh, people just, you know, I guess he has to reach a certain level of enough people were pissed off. There's enough documentaries about it on Netflix or whatever for people to to care or even remember hell oj's on twitter he's on there talking about football all the time <laughs> here's the thing about r kelly in my opinion from what i understand about how things are done i kind of feel like he probably got in trouble now because he pissed off the wrong person that was helping him out that's what my opinion is could be wrong maybe i'm jaded but and point in case oj simpson and he's just living up life and smiling and whatever. And it's just like, oh my gosh. it's It just makes me upset that the celebrity worship that goes on these days is so hard. I mean, I know it's always been there, like from back in the day, old Hollywood or whatever. But I feel it's more now than ever because of social media. And because the people feel they really know celebrities or people that are in the media based on because they follow them and that's just not true people put out on twitter or instagram or snapchat or whatever they're posting on what they feel comfortable sharing with the public i'm a good example of that a lot of people used to think they really knew me and knew how i like what was up with me and it's like no dude i tell you what i'm comfortable with telling yeah i'm an open person and maybe i share more than some but there's a lot of stuff i don't share because that's my private life i'm not going to expose that on online and that's how these celebrities are and it's like it's kind of like part of how can i say it it's kind of like they use social media Instead of like how in the old days, you had like a PR person 
Now they're, they're their own PR person. They don't have to pay a PR person. Even for the cleanup crews, when people mess up back in the day, their PR people had to be like, okay, well, now we got to go and do this and that. And this is what we're going to do and strategize. And I'm not saying PR people don't exist anymore, but they don't exist as much as they used to because then people can just pop on Twitter and be like, I'm sorry I said this or I'm sorry I did this. I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm embarrassed. I should have. And they're so generic now. It's almost like yeah. they have a copy and paste and they just kind of put in what they want and like to change it up a little bit. But it's like social media is so awesome. But at the same time, it's that there's the good with the bad. And I really feel this celebrity worship is at so much of a height now that it's almost borderline out of control. I feel. Yeah. I noticed that social media too shortened attention spans for people, <clears throat> especially younger people. Cause like another good example is Mike Tyson. You, a lot of people online will be surprised to learn that Mike Tyson is a convicted rapist and spent time in prison for raping a woman. But now he's like, you know, cool. Mike Tyson, he smokes weed and he was in the hangover films and all that shit. And, uh, just if a lot of it flies under the radar, a lot of with Kobe too. I mean, when Kobe died. I saw a lot of people, some a lot of people mentioned, you know, the incident in Colorado and all that. But a lot of people, especially younger people, they just don't have any idea what these people were up to back then. And it kind of got whitewashed or swept under the rug or whatever. I don't see anybody talk about Mike Tyson being a rapist, especially not to his face, because there was a clip of him like on some talk show and some guy brought it up or something. And like he just, this look comes over his face like he's about to murder this guy live on television he starts like cussing this dude out and the guy's like starting to freak out a little bit because you know mike tyson could kill you he's bitten people's ears off and shit but um you know a lot of celebrities just have a lot of shit in their past that people just don't care about anymore or don't know about or how about like that whole thing with his ear you know that there's edibles he has now that are ears yeah it's yeah. like it's the the celebrities that have had this like scandalous past or different things it's now we're living in an age where some of them can flip it to where they go along with the joke and then profit off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Next will come out with like little, uh, little gingerbread houses that are like jail cells or some shit. How do I profit <laughs> off of what happened to me and Batista? There's <laughs> how do I make money off of that? <laughs> gotta be some way. Mm -hmm. Shit. This day and age. I know. Who knows? Anyway, well, speaking of, of oh, I'm sorry, but um, but kind of what you're saying, it even goes back to like the Vince McMahon thing. Like when we had our show a few weeks back, everyone was so up in arms online, and now it's quiet down. Even when people are bringing up like back in the '80s, the first female um, referee that she accused him of raping her when she went to the. So it's like even though that information's out there, it's like, and then. From what I understand, I saw a clip. I don't know. I don't watch WWE, so I don't know if I'm wrong in this, but it seemed like the crap came out about him and this like scandal. And that same week, he went on TV like nothing, and people were like chanting for him and oh, all yeah. this. So it's like yeah, he's hardly ever does any TV anymore. But like three shows since this broke, he's come out and like did his little. Mr. McMahon walk and they play the song and everybody's cheering and going nuts. <clears throat> but he just comes out to either introduce somebody like Monday night, they were doing John Cena's 20th anniversary and he came out and, you know, pumped up the crowd a little bit for like 20 seconds and then said, here's John Cena. And that was it. He's making appearances like every week now, like, like nothing's going on. 
that's why when people were like wanting me to talk about it, I was like, why? What's the point? Like, there's no point because when I've done that in the past, people did the same thing with whoever it was I was talking about. And then to this day, I have to like answer to like this negative energy of people being like, yeah, she said this and this and that. And it's like, dude, I, I don't even care to say anything anymore. It's not going to change anything. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be back in power eventually. I guess Stephanie is now interim CEO, which I don't know how that works, but he still retains control of creative and all that shit. So he's there every week and he gets huge pops when he comes out. Like, anyway, the other night he was like, he, um, him has tripped coming into the ring because he's super old and he's like not coordinated. I mean, they did a Stone Cold came back at WrestleMania and did a stunner on him. And it was like the worst thing in the world. Like as soon as he kicked him in the stomach, Vince McMahon like fell back into the ropes and it was just, it was horrible. He's like, he's not what he used to be, obviously, but um, he was leaving the ring the other night and he like jumps off like the second step. Like he's a 12 year old kid. I guess he's having a good time. I don't know. I guess he is. <laughs> Speaking of crazy uh, and uh, people named Vince, of course, as many of you know, your channel attitude fans the founder of channel attitude is the infamous vince russo he was a head writer for wwe during the attitude era went to wcw did some pretty infamous shit there in his time at wcw ended up at tna and uh now he's a content creator and uh network founder and all that good stuff but um he gets into some shit on social media as well and apparently shelly waited in a little bit this week into the uh Seemingly infinite number of Vince Russo haters. So I didn't actually see this, any of these interactions on Twitter. So what went down, Shelly? Okay, so what had happened is he had tweeted out a photo of Tony Khan, who is the owner, from what I believe, um, of AEW. Yeah. And he was hugging a wrestler. But he looked really odd in the photo. And so he was like, he wrote something like, bro i don't even hug my wife like that like blah 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 and so here's the story so because i don't watch wrestling i when aew first started this is what i was to understand okay so from what i understand i could be wrong um a couple years back cody rose and the young bucks said that they could like be a huge draw at some convention or whatever, something to that effect. I can't remember exactly what it was. So they had this convention and it was a huge success. And from what I understand, that's kind of the beginning stages of AEW. And so that's all I really knew. And then I knew that it became this wrestling promotion and people were getting jobs. So I thought that was really cool that weren't being used on TV elsewhere. So I was like, awesome. That's cool. They, there should be another company. I, I think it's good for business to have another company. Yeah. So that's as far as, it, as an investment I got, especially because my good old buddies, the young bucks were all over it and they get on my nerves. So I couldn't care less about watching it at all. And maybe I'm lame for saying this, but I used to be really good friends with Cody back in the day when I was in OVW. And 
when I heard that he was doing this, it hurt my feelings that he didn't think to invite me when like everyone under the sun that wasn't on television at the time was at this convention. So there was two things about it that I was like, ugh. but I was like, you know what? It's cool though. People are getting jobs, whatever. Fine. Because, um, you know, I already was done with wrestling anyway, so whatever. But I was a little butthurt about it. So that's why I kind of like was extra not caring to invest and in learning more about it. Mm-hmm. So it was sometime last year, Russo was putting up these different photos of Tony Khan. I thought, based on the way the photos, like Tony Khan looked in the photos, I thought that they were, it was some sort of spoof, like something maybe on Russo's podcast. There was like, they had a character that like was this guy. I had no idea till like way later that that was the the guy that puts on the AEW shows. I, I Maybe I'm a jerk, but like when I saw these photos and it wasn't like Vince was posting photos that were like, that made him look bad. These were like just how he looked. And I just got a really bad vibe. And some of them really creeped me out. But then I thought, that's why I thought it was a joke. Like I thought this person was like, maybe he's a manager in wrestling or like on the podcast. It was just a character that they made up. So when I saw this photo that he, with him hugging, I finally talked about it and I tweeted back. I said something to the effect of like, I didn't know who he was until I started seeing him pop up on Russo's, um, feed last year and that he always gave me the creeps so people have been coming at me saying that vince is the one that's the creep i have it all wrong there's a couple people i did write back to at the very beginning i was like well i personally know vince and like he's never been a creep to me or gave me that vibe or anyone i knew so then that started Oh, just because you didn't know, don't know anyone that he's creeped on or blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I just literally told you guys, like, I personally know this person. I've been around them. Like I've worked with him. I've dined with him. I've had conversations with him. Like I know this person and he doesn't give me the creeps. He never has given me the creeps. And then somebody was like, Oh, because they I guess they went to my profile on Twitter. It says that you send positive vibes. That's so positive about you saying this. And I thought, what was not I, I just said how I felt. Like all I and I didn't even say anything bad. I wouldn't like tear the dude down. I was just like, okay, I didn't know who he was. And in saying that, before whether he was an AEW guy or not, the owner, he gave me the creeps based off of this these photos I'd see of him. And not too long ago, I saw a video circulating where he was somewhere with punk and they were doing like, I don't know if it's a Q and a or something. Yeah. He just like was going crazy. And I was, and punk's just sitting there. Like it looked to me, I could be wrong, but punk almost looked like he wasn't taking him serious. So I was like, what is up with this Tony Khan dude? Like, is he coked up or something? Like, what's the deal? Like, I don't know. But the thing is, I didn't say that in the tweet. I wasn't like, Oh, he looks all coked out to me. I just said, he gives me the creep. Mm-hmm. because I don't know if he does or not. I have no idea. I don't talk to anyone that works there. I don't know the guy. And so I've just been, I can't tell you how many people I've had to mute. I thought I, I thought when you mute the conversation, you don't get the like replies, but it still kept coming. Yeah. And I was just like, and I understand that 
Russo, there's a lot of people that hate on him, blah, blah, blah. But, God, it was so exhausting just the energy that was being thrown when, like, I really didn't even see anything that bad. I just gave my opinion on what this man's vibe gives me. Like, and they turned it into, you got it wrong. It's Vince. Okay, cool. And then, oh, you put it, oh my God, it was such a headache. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, um, Tony Khan is, uh, he's a weird dude. I mean, I watch AEW every week and I watch WWE every week. And personally, I think AEW puts out a slightly better product. Not that that's saying much. I mean, WWE is pretty weak at this point. And also, AEW has a shit ton of old WWE stars now at AEW, which helps a lot. But uh, Tony Khan, he's just he's always a weird dude. He comes out sometimes to like make announcements and shit. Basically, he's uh, the son of a billionaire a guy who owns like the Jaguars and a big soccer team and some shit. So basically, his dad's a billionaire, and he's always been a huge wrestling fan. And when this thing happened with Cody and the Young Bucks and all that, what I gather there is that Dave Meltzer put out a tweet or something that said an indie show couldn't draw 10,000. And Cody Rhodes tweeted back and said, yeah, we can. And he said, well, it's a bet. And then they <clears throat> they drew 10,000 with him and the Young Bucks and a bunch of other people. And then they started AW with um, Kenny Omega and some other people from New Japan and ROH and all that. And Tony Khan obviously had a shit ton of money. So he was like, you know, I love wrestling. I put up the money for it if you guys want to start a, a company. So that's what they did. But uh, there's a lot of, there's hardcore fans, obviously, of, you know, all the different brands. And I noticed that Vince uh, pisses off the AEW hardcore people quite a bit with talking about Tony Khan. But Tony Khan's a weird fucking dude. I mean, he's, you know, he comes down, he talks, and he's like, he's very, like, stiff and, like, he shouldn't be out there making announcements. He's no, I mean, I hate to say it, he's no Vince McMahon. I mean, Vince McMahon at least knows how to, you know, engage a crowd tony khan just kind of goes out there and like talks to people and then leaves and he does his media scrums after the pay-per-views where he has all the wrestlers sitting next to him and somebody asks the wrong question or something he'll flip out on them and get pissed off but yeah he's uh i mean i don't know him but he seems he comes off as like a privileged guy who has this wrestling company and kind of like you know shouldn't be taking on all he takes on but you know he likes the micromans i guess as much the way Vince does, but yeah, Vince Russo does. Uh, Vince he pisses off a lot of the the AW marks, if you will, on Twitter. And um, but I mean, he's got he's got a point with a lot of the shit he says, especially the ratings. They can't beat WWE in ratings, no matter what they do or how many other great wrestlers they have. They just can't get to that level, and that pisses people off. But I mean, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, the ratings are the ratings. <laughs> it's so crazy because. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I kind of feel like whenever Vince has talked about Tony Khan, he's not really crapping on the other wrestlers. And shouldn't the fans be backing up and being and supporting the wrestlers that are putting on the show that are entertaining. It's weird to me that these people act like either Vince or when I chimed in, we kick their dog or something talking about this Tony Khan guy. And I can't even see people maybe going up to bat for like Vince McMahon because he's put in many, many years of being 
on on camera talent. He's even wrestled. Like, gosh, back in the day, he was doing the freaking commentating. So he's been involved. He knows the business. He was born into the business. Like, he knows what's up. So, like, that's why his demeanor and his energy, whether you personally like him or not on camera, is what it is. So it's so strange to me that this fella that just simply had the money and he was a mark for wrestling, which is fine. That's great. Now these people have jobs and they're on television and people who probably would never be on TV or maybe got another chance to be on TV are. So I think that's great. I'm not taking away from that. It's just, it's so strange to me that they're like taking up for this dude that they don't even know that really hasn't paid his dues in the business yet to gain that, like, to gain that respect and all that. Like, AEW has been around for, what, three years or so? So it's like, three. it's like, <coughs> why take up for someone so hard when the wrestlers are the ones that are putting it all together and making it happen? I mean, you just said yourself, they were successful at it. So that's why he wanted in on it because he saw that he wanted to make it happen. So it's just strange to me. And it's like, do you not see what I see when his eyes are all bugged out and he's like freaking out? Like you can't deny that. Like it's not to say that the product is crap or the wrestlers on those shows shouldn't be taken serious. None of that's being said. It's just the guy's weird. <laughs> He's weird. <laughs> fans, I feel, are a lot like like comic book fans and like the whole Marvel and DC thing. They get very invest invested in like their company, if you will. I guess a lot of people felt alienated by WWE and just the years of downward spiral since the Attitude Era and even ruthless aggression is you know was miles above what they're doing now. So they latched on to AEW when it was created and say some of their favorite wrestlers and assigned more of their favorite wrestlers and they got invested. <clears throat> These are the same people that like they go to all the shows and they got the, all the championship belts and all the memorabilia and all that stuff. And a lot of them also don't like Vince Russo for whatever reason, whether it be, I mean, he gets trashed in a lot of documentaries. If you watch any wrestling documentaries, they start talking about Vince. They got a few people on there who just trash the shit out of him whether it's old wrestlers or guys like Jim Cornette or Eric Bischoff, both hate Vince's guts <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. Um, I don't think Dave Meltzer's a fan of him either. So pretty much all the, you know, you know, big podcasters or whatever. Um, don't like Vince Russo. I guess the combination of that and the fact that he makes fun of Tony Khan a lot is uh, pisses off some people and they have a lot of time on their hands. So they can get on the internet and tell you what a bad person you are for not liking Tony Khan. Thinking he's cool. Whatever, dude. He's just a guy that had money, man. He was just a dude that had money. Pretty much. And had, was a mark for wrestling. Like, I don't understand. But whatever. I'm not in the wrestling business, so it's, I guess, none of my business to critique any of this. Hey, it's content for the show. You should wait <laughs> in more Twitter battles. Vince gets pisses people off. You should get in the comments like, hey, fuck you guys. Vince Russo is the best. Here's positive vibes for you. <laughs> you never on the WCW championship. That was the greatest fucking thing ever. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so, hey, thank you, Vince, for uh, 
us being on your network. We love Vince. Yes. yes. <laughs> hell, hell, next time I weighed in some battles. I, like I said, I had no idea what was going on. I saw his comment. And I saw yours. And I didn't, I guess I didn't see anything else. So I had no idea what was going on in the the Twitter underground. It's been interesting, but whatever. <laughs> doesn't it it's it doesn't take away from my peace or anything. It's just been annoying. That's all. It's just annoying, but at the same time, I get it. I weighed in. I said what I had to say. But I felt like it like earlier when I was saying, you know, that's why I don't say anything. When I do say something, it's because I feel like I should. And I felt like I wanted to weigh in on it because dude creeps me out, man. Dude creeps me out. I used to get a lot of Twitter arguments, not as much as these days <clears throat> as I used to. But uh, if I feel the need to, I'll I'll say what I need to say. And I always get people be like, hey, man, you should be more chill. You're Stoner Jesus. <clears throat> but look, it's fucking, it's a brand name. It's a character name. I'm not a fucking chill guy if I get pissed off. I'm very mean and nasty and abrasive. And, you know, I'll say things that may, you know, other people wouldn't say. But sometimes I got to do that. Hey, sometimes you got to do it. Especially online. Because people... People aren't online mostly to like be persuaded. They don't give a shit what facts and figures and links you have and all that stuff about an issue. They could care less. So I ridicule them and mock them, uh, and then I mute them. And a lot of times it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But if the mute don't work, I'll fucking block them. I don't care. These people are nothing to me. Half the time they don't even follow me. Why should I give yeah. a shit? That's the thing. The people who don't even follow are the ones that have the most to say. So it's like. Dude, if you have that much aggression or negative vibes, why are you even tweeting me right now? Like, don't come to my timeline. Like, what's up with that? Like, I get it. I guess if someone sees, like, when I reply to Vince on there, but it's like when they continue, it's like, or like the one person was like, oh, your profile. So you went to my profile? <laughs> like, if I am such, like, so wrong about this and you're so right, why are you wasting your time? going and checking out my stuff. Like it doesn't make sense to me. That's again, social media can be so great, but it could also be so, so lame. There's so many people that have so much time <clears throat> and a lack of things to worry about. I mean, you think about people 200 years ago, their entire day was consumed with, Hey, I need to eat. You know, I don't want to die of fucking, uh, in childbirth or from dysentery or some shit like that or the pollution or the rats or the plague or what the fuck ever. Now they're all sitting in their basement. They got their air conditioning. They got their Twitter. They got their tablet and their computer and their cell phones and their iPhone and whatnot and all fucking day to just be like, Oh, well actually you piece of shit. You shouldn't have tweeted that. So fuck you and your mother. And, uh, <laughs> I don't follow you, but now I'm blocking you or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just, aye, aye. People are so fucking angry about so much. They need smoke or aye, take aye. edibles. Do something. <laughs> Run your head to a wall, that brick wall in the basement. <laughs> Find a hobby. That's right. Go look at porn. You know how much porn's on the internet? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's fucking everywhere. There's so oh, much. Look at my secret society. <laughs> 
just masturbate until you pass out. And you'll be so fucking angry. Go calm down. Damn. Anyway, shifting gears. Uh, if you listen to the show or watch the show last year, um, one of the things that I talked about, one of the stories from my very exciting life, was this dude who I call parking lot guy. Basically, here's the rundown. Uh, at that point, I was making uh, deliveries for Postmates. Now it's Uber Eats. Uber Eats bought Postmates. Now I do for I do deliveries for Uber Eats. And there's this parking lot that I'll sit in. And there's a lot of restaurants around. I get a lot of orders or whatnot. And I can just sit there and wait until, you know, especially nowadays with gas is $5 a gallon here, which I know it's a hell of a lot more out there in uh, California, but it's like double what it was two years ago. So I'm not going to drive around looking for shit. I'm just going to sit there and wait for shit to come to me. So one day I'm sitting there. I notice this guy in a convertible driving past me. He goes past me down the aisle. I'm like this. He's like, he drives past me down the aisle perpendicular or whatever. He turns at the end and goes up the other aisle. Goes all the way up the aisle real slow. Turns on that end and comes down the aisle again. So obviously I noticed this because I'm just sitting there doing nothing. And I think to myself, well, he's looking for somebody. Or he's looking for a specific car or something. Somebody said, hey, come pick me up. I'm in the parking lot. So he's looking for this person. So that's a little bit weird, but whatever. He does this like nine rows until he disappears out of, out of sight. A couple days later... I see the same dude doing the same exact thing. Real slow, down the aisles, past all the cars, and just zigzagging back and forth through the parking lot. Now I think that's not that's not a, a thing that he doesn't do often. It's a thing he does all the time. Because why would you keep why would we be doing the same exact thing? This happens three, fourth, fifth time over the weeks. And as I say in the video, this can't be. He has to do this all the time for me to see it so much. Sometimes in the parking lot all the time for me to see this so much. He has to be doing this all the time. And of course, now I'm fascinated. What the fuck is this guy doing? What is he looking for? Now he used to, most of the time what he would do is he would be in his convertible and he have a cigarette and he'd hang his arm out the window with this cigarette. So he's trying to look cool. So in my mind, I'm like, he's looking to pick up some pussy. He's looking to score and, you know, he says, fucky Harmony or Tinder or all that bullshit. I'm going old school. I'm just going to try to pick up a broad in the parking lot. Just cold, like a, just a fucking cold call. I'm going to see what I can get. But, of course, I see him do this a dozen times. And he never picks anyone up. No one ever gets in the car. I don't know what the criteria would be for him to stop. Because he never stops. He drives the same exact speed all through the parking lot. And I said it on the show when I talked about this. I wish I could get some video of this dude. Well, a couple weeks ago, actually before we even came back to doing this show, I think it was, I was still like, oh, we come back to doing the show because we were going to talk to do it with, on our Channel Attitude. I can play this video. Now, I want to preface this by saying I always get pissed off at people for not turning their phone sideways to take a video, but I didn't. It's my faux pas, but I think I did pretty good as a, as a cinematographer, and my commentary is great as well. Repack that. So I went through all kinds of shit. I had to upload this video to my drive and then download it to my computer. So we're going to see if this, this shit's going to work. It's two videos. First one's about a minute and a half. Second one's a little over two minutes. Oh shit, which one is the first one? I think it's this one. We'll see. Maybe it won't be. If not, then I'll play the other one. In any case, here's me in my exciting life 
watching, videoing some dude driving up down the aisles in a parking lot. There he is, coming down this aisle now. Hold on. Hold on. It's the wrong one. That's part two. I want to get these out of order. You won't be able to get the thread of what's going on. I love when we have a two-parter. <laughs> okay, this one. Here we go. Dude, Dude drives up and down every aisle, cruising, looking for something. I don't know what he's looking for. He's got to be here just about every day. I'm here a lot of days waiting for deliveries. And this dude is here, cruising up and down every single aisle in his car. Don't know what he's looking for. Up the other aisle. He does it just every day I'm here, so he's got to be here every day. It can't be a coincidence. I'll go up there and disappear. Disappear. The the other end. He was like clockwork. You should come out past where that uh, that white car is right there. He's coming down the aisle, which he will be. He goes slow, too. I guess he's picking up chicks. I don't know. You can't be looking for something that, like, looking for someone specific. Why would he be here every day? Makes no sense. There he is. There he is. There he is. Now he's going to start down those aisles. Cruising up and down every aisle. <laughs> Looking for something. Right, we're gonna go that way now. Fucking weirdo. So that's part one. I was like, oh well, maybe I can get him on the in the other aisles. And he did the same thing, exact thing in the other aisles. And he's gonna turn and cruise up the other aisle. Back and forth. There he goes. You can see him between those two cars. Back up that aisle. He's going to turn to the right. So what disturbs me about this most of all is that one of these days I'm going to see on the news that they caught some dude who drives a Mustang convertible and they found like 48 people buried in the concrete in his basement or something. And I was just like making fun of him on a, a show, a video show, when he was really looking for victims to murder. I'm hoping that's not the case, but I don't, I don't know. So we come down the next aisle. Dude does this every fucking day. He'll be cruising for chicks or something. My video I don't know why he'll be doing it every day. He used to leave his arm hanging out the window when I pulled a cigarette. I guess I made it look cooler. I don't know. But there he is. I never saw that blue car. Yep. Turn. <laughs> there you go. So go to the other aisle. Yep. Go up that aisle. There he is. What a fucking weird dude. I should follow him one day. Totally. Let's go down every aisle with him. See if it freaks him out. So we should see him over here coming down this aisle. So weaving out of each and every aisle. Like I said, he's here all the time the one I'm here. 
Which so means he's got to be doing it all the time. It can't be a coincidence. I'm here every single time this dude does this. There he is. Turn up the other aisle. So weird. It's a big OCD. Never seen with anybody. So if he's cruising for pussy, I'm. He must be failing. Can't believe just going up and down aisles in your car doesn't work. Ladies love that. Creepy dudes. There's cigarette hanging out the door. Anyway. Maybe he's looking for guys. I have no idea. Whatever he's looking for, he's not finding it. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It was weird when you talked about it before, but to see it, it's so weird. I said it could just be something as simple as OCD. Crippling OCD that causes him to get in his car every day and go to a specific parking lot <coughs> and do this ritual. I don't know. It's so weird. So you gotta it, follow him. Yeah, I'm just gonna put my my phone set up on the on the dash where I can just see him and, and just go behind him. Just like be real close to him. Maybe hang my arm out the window. See if he'll stop and like get out of his car. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, dude. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you <laughs> have to. <laughs> Maybe I'll give me a big long story. Maybe I can get him on the show. He'll tell us the reason. Maybe I'll catch a serial killer. It's so weird. In a documentary. <laughs> Some weird <laughs> Uber Eats driver, podcast dude, caught a serial killer. Save lives. You have to live stream it though, and in case he tries to abduct you or kill you, so then you got your proof. So that's what you got to do. <laughs> live stream from his basement, where he's got me chained up. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, before we get to part two of uh, Shelly's interview with April Hunter, uh, Shelly solicited, if you will, some questions on the internet. And got much of the response that I get, like on Instagram, when I post a picture. Uh, it was a picture of Shelly, obviously, on Instagram to get people, you know, say, hey, we're back on the show. You know, come check us out. It's all fire emojis and you're so hot, Shelly. Although one dude, I think, just commented that you look baked in one of the photos. But other than that, they're almost exclusively how hot Shelly is. You're hot, Shelly. Look at me. Notice me. I probably don't help because I go through and like all of the... The comments, which I'm sure they think is all oh, Shelly is liking these comments. Again, Shelly's not seeing that. If you're sending messages, Shelly's not seeing those. Those will not get to Shelly. I don't know what to tell you about that. But you know, don't don't think you're shooting your shot because you're shooting your shot at me, not at Shelly. So do with that what you will. You know, the thing is. I really like, okay, a lot of people, they'll tweet me questions like prior to all this, right? Or they want to know if they can ask me something or whatever. So the way I look at it is, here's your chance. Here's your shot, as you say. It's like, your chance is now. Like, I'm going to talk about it. Not only, like, it's not going to be typed out in words. Like, I'm going to address it. So I, I guess people just don't pay attention, maybe. I don't know, but um, when I did it the week before, again, it was just a lot of compliments and 
all this, but that's not what I was looking for. So a couple from the week before, um, there's a guy named Dustin Prodner. What's my favorite wrestling move? Um, I guess my favorite wrestling move would be any version of a quesadora. I just love quesadoras. I love doing them. I love seeing them. It's a lucha move. You don't know what quesadora is? Look it up. Um, have I ever met? Oh, El Buca Nero Solatero. <laughs> Sorry. Says, have you ever met Bobby the Brain Heenan? And if so, how is he like in person? Greetings from Baldwin Park, California. Shout out Baldwin Park, California. Sorry, I messed up your name. I haven't met him. I haven't. So there you go. Sorry about that. And then Owen Hart guy says, are you single? How could a hardworking fan win your heart if you're single? No, I haven't been single for many, many years. Um, I don't date fans. That's the thing. Um, no offense, but even when I've dated people in wrestling who were a fan of me before I met them, there's always this weird um, element to the relationship. And I, you gotta, I don't need fans. I need someone to be into me. And then we have Sim Little says, how long you've been smoking? For 15, 16, 17 years. For 17 years. And then, uh, what are your thoughts on people that still claim marijuana is a gateway drug? That's from Cheesy Biscuit Fingers. I appreciate your name there. Um, I don't think it's a gateway drug. I think that people who I've personally known that smoked first and then they got into harder drugs cannabis wasn't enough for them. Smoking wasn't enough. Like it didn't give them what they wanted. They wanted an escape. And a lot of people who I personally know that are into harder drugs, they claim to not like smoking marijuana at all because I feel it makes them, uh, it doesn't give them that numbness. It makes them more present. So there's that. Um, so that was from then. And then on Instagram this week, I wrote, Got a question for me or Stoner Jesus? Post them below. Please only post questions, not comments. Thank you. So I'm trying to be nice about it. If you leave a comment, it will be deleted. It'll make it easier to keep track of questions so I can answer them on the podcast. I cannot tell you how many comments I deleted on there. On Twitter, <laughs> there was one comment and one reply so I'm pretty proud of the Twitter people out there. They saw that when I put the same thing on there and they, aside from this one person, they didn't say anything. So shout out to my Twitter followers. Um, so we have Sean K MMA 730 says, Oh, Shelly, bet you can't handle it. I got it. Do you think you could start filming? Nah, I'm just playing. I'll hope all is well. Will you follow me on IG? There's a question mark. I have no idea what the hell this is, but no, I will not follow you on IG. I only follow people that I'm a fan of or that I know. Okay, spread those wings. 716 says, if you ever get back to the Buffalo area, want to smoke and get some wings on our show? I have no idea when I'd ever be doing that because I don't travel anymore. 
Um, wings on your show. I did look. It seems like there's a podcast or something and something to do with buffalo wings. If you have plant-based ones, hell yeah, I'll come on there and smoke and eat some wings. <laughs> but there's no me in the future of going to a buffalo. And this is the kicker. Oh, no, I'll skip the kicker for last. And then CC Flores, lots of S's after that. Do you prefer <laughs> indigo or sativa? Um, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I used to think I was solely a sativa girl, but man, sometimes that indigo hits you just right. So it's really what I'm in the mood for. But if I all I have money for is indica or sativa, and it's like one's cheaper than the other, and that's what I can afford. Sometimes I go for that too. So it just depends on finances and how I feel. <sighs> Last but not least, Naomi Howard, thirty-four. This is not the first time Naomi Howard, thirty-four, has written me something to this effect on multiple posts on my Instagram. Here we go. Would you yourself please be willing to go ahead and immediately start filming yourself actually, actually fainting for me right this second on your personal podcast? <laughs> so then I wrote, why do you keep posting this? I'm extremely sorry. Now, I just refreshed it and it looks like some people chimed in. Sean K MMA3 or 730 who followed directions and did ask a question. He put, that's some creepy ass shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then C Bella65 says, No, you're not. If you were, you would have no, you're not. If you would, you wouldn't have kept sending it. Thank you, C Bella95. Mm -hmm. Now, Naomi Howard 34. First of all, the sentence is hard. To, like I had to read it multiple times to be like, okay, how now brown cow? I can't mess this up. Secondly, I've asked multiple times on other posts. I put a question mark. What are you talking about? They've never. So at least they've replied, I guess. They still didn't answer my question. But it's extremely strange to me that this person over and over has asked me in some weird way, if I can feel myself fainting, I don't know. So that's the questions I have for you guys. <laughs> I was looking through our Instagram, see if there was any, any from that person. And it doesn't seem to be. So, um, <clears throat> hopefully someday they'll trickle into being a, a subscriber. I would come on the show. We can ask him. What is the now, deal with that? I don't know. I feel like people like that, they grow balls online for that blip of a second, but they wouldn't dare. First of all, if you're going to keep annoying me with this question, the least you can do is subscribe to Shelly SJ Smokeout here on Channel Attitude. That's the least you can do. That's right. I'll entertain you about it. I'll... I'll go in and I'll do a whole thing on here and then I'll give them attention online. But bitch, you ain't even spending. So no, I'm not going to faint. I think it's freaking weird. <sighs> right price. I will faint right now. <laughs> oh, faint right this second on your personal podcast. <laughs> enough money. I will faint. Now hit my head on something as well. It's for the added effect. You want to see some blood? I'll bleed. 
I'll fall, I'll hit my head, I'll cut my head open, I'll get back up when I come to eventually. And like look at the and the blood will be streaming down my face. It'll be awesome. And then faint again. That's right. From loss Two of blood. For one. <laughs> Not a bad deal. Um for those of you who watched last week, of course, we had the first part of Shelly's interview with April Hunter. So go check that out if you have not watched it yet. Or watch this and watch it out of order. I don't know. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do is fine. But um, this part, uh, the part two, is when they're in their, their discussion on uh, having COVID and the recovery from COVID. Whoops. Got to find the video now. Be more prepared. What's going on? See, that's the wrong one. Here we go. No, where is it? Come on, ma'am. You're killing me. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's an alphabetical order now instead of chronological order. That's stupid. I didn't do that. It's the NSA or something. <laughs> like we did last week, basically, we will uh, unmute our mics and take us off video. We'll play the interview. And then we'll come back and get Shelly's thoughts and my thoughts. And then that'll be another show. And it'll be awesome. So here's part two of Shelly's interview with April Hunter. You'll find her on Twitter, of course, and Instagram. And all those good places. Check it out. We'll be back. And so. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but this is what I experienced. Because I didn't know what to experience. I kind of was just like, okay, I'll just ride this wave. Like, I wasn't prepared for how mentally it effed with me. Yeah. And to be honest with you, at the end of the day, I don't think, like, it's not cool to have COVID, duh. But, like, being that that was my reality, the positive that I got out of it was, like, I feel like I'm a completely different woman, a thousand percent, because of where I had, I, my mind went and I'm like, why is this going on? And I had to like peel the onion of myself. And that's why yesterday I felt weird. Cause I felt like, I just don't feel me. Like this is a little too weird. And then breaking down like what it can do into your body. And then I was like, ah, and so mm -hmm. I'm curious if you felt any way the same with your experience, especially you got so early, you didn't know what it was. You know, it's funny. I'm, I, I'm hesitant to admit that, but I know that my focus um, and my attention span and certain things haven't been the same since. And um, I chalked it up to graduating. I graduated from university in 2019. So I didn't have like somebody basically pointing a gun at my head, giving me a deadline saying this has to be in by 1159. Um, so I, I know, you know, I got through three and a half years of school in actually three three years and three months of school and four year and four years worth of school in three years and three months. See, that's my brain. So I was able to concentrate well enough to take in an, a an advanced degree program and get through it and graduate with honors. Um, but now I feel like I'm all over the place. So I don't know if it's that or like concussions kicking in from before, but I know I don't feel quite right. Like the, the short, the memory loss, that's, I can see the words, but I can't get them out or I crisscross them. Um, like I went to uh, 
I went to Bon Jovi a couple weeks ago and my friend went to Billy Joel. So I kept saying I was going to Billy Joel and then my other friends corrected me. She's like, you went to Bon Jovi. I'm screwing them up. And by the end of it, I'm calling it Billy Jovi. I went to Billy Jovi. <laughs> so like, these are things I do that, you know, we laugh about, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're a speaker, it's frustrating. It's embarrassing. It makes you sound stupid. And when you're not supposed to be stupid, it's embarrassing. So yeah, I don't feel quite right. And this is now two and a half years later. So See, that scares me because I started noticing as years went on, especially when I started podcasting, I started podcasting in about 2009. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've always edited my own stuff and everything. So that's when I started to notice that I would be like slurring. I sound drunk and I wasn't drinking at all. Mm -hmm. it really freaked me out. And then when it happens in person, when like I'm in a conversation and it happens, it frustrates me so much because in my head, I'm saying whatever, right? But I'm I get frustrated as I'm catching it coming out. Not yep, that happens to me. And because everyone knows that I love drinking wine and things like that, judges out there, especially like in my family, always assume that like I'm tipsy, I'm whatever. And it's like, and then I don't get taken serious. And so then it's just like, oh, so this, that scares me like not feeling right and then like knowing I already have these like weird things going on with me because of all the head injuries and stuff mm -hmm. and something that made it reminded me of was thinking back to head injuries my first like gnarly blow wasn't even in wrestling I remember I was a little girl in like grade school I was always in track and we went to this high school to like go do our training and the baseball team was whatever I don't know if someone threw the ball or if the bat hit the ball but the ball hit me square right here and like fell to the ground. Oh, and wow. No one did anything either, by the way. They were just like, <laughs> oh, and it's like, oh my God. They don't. Back then, they just sort of like, walk it off. You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, like, nobody stopped anything. They're like, just keep running. You'll be all right. <laughs> so, and so like, what if that did something? So like, some Windex on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like, you know, it's just. Of course. Crazy, this whole, like. And like even right now, like today's the best day I felt in weeks, and I'm still not a hundred percent. I find myself like kind of just staring. Like someone at the house will be like, "Are you okay?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." And then they're like, "Well, you're just kind of just like staring off," and I'm just like, "Oh my god, what's wrong with me?" Yeah, no, I I can relate to some of that. I don't slur, but I stumble on my words. So, or like I said, I'll mess them up. So I. Definitely think there's a cognitive issue going on and I'm not hundred percent sure. Like I'll do sign language and I've noticed with my right hand, I have a hard time forming certain things like, like there, I do it like that. And I'm not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be here for why. So, and I screw it up all the time. So it's not, there's a brain, there's a, there's a, there's a spot there that's not getting all the way over. So I don't know. Um, the brain is remarkably resilient though. I think that if we work at it and do things like work with numbers, work with crossword puzzles, work with languages, you know, do, do different things, um, we'll be able to kind of repair it. It's like, it's like, it's like going to the gym and working out your biceps, you know, you work them out, eventually they're going to get bigger and stronger. So we have to do that with our brains, I think. Absolutely. You know, something that I very like, 
pushy about with some of my pot fellow friends is when they start talking about something and they lose track of what they're saying, they're like, oh, I'm just high. And I'm like, no, no, it's brain exercises. Like, okay, mm -hmm. we're the, and usually it's not that someone's high all the time. Like sometimes I guess it can happen, but most of the time what I've experienced with myself and then with other people is they have so much on their mind or going on at once that that's what it is. It has nothing to do with the cancer. Fragmented. Yes. Yeah. And to be honest, it wasn't until I started medicating. I didn't start medicating since I was 25. So when I would have anxiety back when I was like younger, I would talk super fast. Like, because mm -hmm. I was just like, <laughs> so I would get lost in my thought a lot or go down a rabbit hole of a thought I can't remember. And people would think, oh, are you high? Like, I never smoked a marijuana cigarette day in my life. So I'm glad that I had that judgmental time against cannabis before I did it. Boy, things have changed, hey? What was that? I said, boy, things have changed, hey? Oh, I know. <laughs> that era when they, like, find out that, I, like, I was medicating or, like, how did this happen? Because I used to be real stuck up. Like, I never smoked a marijuana cigarette a day in my life. Like, I was very judgmental about it. But when I started using it, that's when I was able to slow down. Yes. all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, especially the sativa. Oh. Some, it, yeah. The sativa can make you freaking smarter. Like you can hone in and concentrate. It doesn't mess your body up. It's just like, yeah, my, we, uh, you know, I don't know as much about them as some people do, but I've, uh, experimented with various blends and strains and this that and the other and i've i found that you know having the the sativa blend or the sativa itself seemed to be beneficial so much like hybrid so that's the word hybrid see i'm not i'm not much of a weed person but every so often you know every so oh. often i love an edible so Ooh, i hope to one day do it with you that's one of my goals personal goals now awesome <laughs> awesome is i have this is my vaporizer air. Mm -hmm. What you do is like you pack this glass bowl and then you smoke it. And then what, because it vaporizes and it cooks the medicine, you can accumulate what we call here at the house, the recycled. And I literally just put like a tablespoon and like a shake and then I blend it together. Mm -hmm. Amiga, I am nice and lifted. It is cool. <laughs> And it's so funny when I used to do the indies, <clears throat> what I would do is I get the little shampoo bottles and I would pour my green drink in there and I would take it with me. And not too long ago, somebody had tweeted me and they're like, I was at a show, you had this green drink and it effed me up for like two days. And all that long with my green drink. So that's for, hilarious. For all of those fellow medicators out there, get yourself a vaporizer. It's better for your health and then more bang for your buck because then there's been times I've been a broke ass and I will smoke. It doesn't taste good, but I'll smoke it and it still works. So there you go. <laughs> Just get yourself a vape, people. Pro tip. <laughs> when you were like doing professional wrestling and then, do you still do it? Or are you out? No, no, I'm out. I actually got in a car accident, you know, Florida drivers here. Um, got in a car accident, kind of messed me up pretty good. Like my right hand is numb a lot. So... It, was, it wasn't even a big a car because it was like a minor fender bender, but I guess it got me just right, you know? So, yeah. Mm, yeah. So, no, I'm out of the ring. So, is that what made you decide to not be in wrestling anymore? 
Um, I was kind of let it out anyway, because I was starting to accumulate the injuries and I was getting more injuries and lower tolerance for the locker rooms. Like we were having long days, you know, you got checked in by a certain time. We weren't getting done till midnight. I'm like, I could be making money doing something else instead of 150 bucks here. And I could Florida, the pay is insultingly low and the day, the hours are long. And it's like, ugh, ugh. So yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm done. So between that, that doing that and still trying to, to be in university, um, I, something had to go. So wrestling went and then I got in the car accident and I was like, okay, well, that's a sign. Totally. So could do without that kind of a sign, but you know. <laughs> okay. You've been there, you've done that. And now you're doing different things that you love to do. And so now, like with your Patreon and your podcast, can you tell everyone just kind of like, what's, what's a day for you look like? What are you throwing out there? Oh my gosh, everything. I do everything. So I, okay, you can find me on Patreon, April Hunter. OnlyFans, April Hunter, where, you know, don't get excited. It's not super, super adult. We just, you know, we just show the boobs and <laughs> bring out the wrestling and do the pin up, you know, we have fun with it. So I always get, I always laugh when people are like, oh, you know, everything is porn. I'm like, no, everything's not porn. Like insertion and or bodily fluid exchange is porn. Everything else is erotica. So I do erotica. So um, I do that. Um, I also have my old school original website, aprilhunter.com. So there's those realms. I am <laughs> a writer. So I write blog. I've even written children's books. So I have one on uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble called Monty, A Tale of No Tale. It's based on the ugly duckling. Um, I have an Etsy store where I do artisan soaps and soy candles. So that's April's Sensations on Etsy. And I know I'm forgetting a bunch of stuff, but those are the main things. So there's no typical day. So the only thing that is typical about it is that the draw the dogs will run the household as will the cat and at some point or another i'm going to try and get in a walk or get to the gym for a hit and get i call it so I, then, I i hate the gym i hate being there but i got to do it it's part it's like my work ethic ethic so. and you have this awesome backyard where you grow your own vegetables right mm -hmm. so yeah well doing have you just always been that kind of person um, I always wanted to be that kind of person. Um, and I would try to grow things on like my little, you know, porches and patios and things like that. And sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't. So when I bought my first house down here in Florida, I immediately started container gardening all over the place, like everywhere on top of the, the, uh, roof of the shed and just lining them up. So it just kind of grew from there and huh, pun intended. And, um, <laughs> Then when I moved to another area, I started just planting fruit trees everywhere. So now my yard is almost all the trees are just fruit trees. So it's like peach trees, apple trees, cherry trees. So like, why have, don't I have regular trees? Just put fruit trees in. So do that and do some greens and some different things. So berries, a lot of berries. Did you have so. a chicken? I used to have a bunch of chickens and um, I don't anymore because I had a predator come in. So I had to rehome my last one. She went up to a farm about 40 minutes away. I went and visited her. So, yeah. So I loved having chickens. I had them for seven, maybe eight years. Oh. So, yeah. That's so 
sad. Oh my I know. God. I know. They I, only lay for a couple of years though, in general, except for mm -hmm. the one that I rehomed. I had her for going on seven years. And uh, when she went back up to the farm, she started laying again. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's like a woman being pregnant at 65. So <laughs> I can't, but it can happen every once in a while. So she must be happy every once in a while. We'll see it. It's like a 62 year old woman's pregnant. So that's her. All right. Well, that's the life I aspire to have being 60. I tell people that I'm 62 years old. So yeah. And they say you look great for your age, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Where, who, it was a woman I heard it from. And it was like a comedy. Like it was like, and the gag was that she was telling whoever, just age yourself up. Cause then people always say you look good. And uh -huh. I can't remember for the life of me where it was from. I heard it, but I totally adopted it. And so for years, like, I think I started saying that I was like 50, I think maybe 58. And every year when I get older, I, I age myself up. I keep going. And it's so funny because I'll be in a conversation with people in person and I'll be like, oh yeah, like I'm like, oh, 62 years old. And then they, I kind of see them like, what? And then they, some people will like be like, no. And then some people will pretend they didn't hear it, but they know they did. Right. And they kind of try to sneak it back. Oh yeah, 62, but you know, whatever. And it's just so funny. <laughs> I'm two years old. Like, what am I going to do? And they're just like, no, I'm like, yeah, I'm I look great. Don't I? Yeah. That's hilarious. I might have to steal that because for the longest time I was always trying to downplay my age, you know, take like shave three years off. But now I'm like at that point where I was like, maybe I should just start adding some years on top. Like if not for nothing, it's fun. Just it's fun to mess with people. Just throw like eight or nine years on top of it all. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I've never been one to care about my age, really. Like, I just never thought about it. I just was whatever. And then I guess when I got, like, in my... You live in L.A. How's that allowed? I thought that was, like, legally not allowed. Like, you're in, Cal <laughs> you're in Cal Welcome to California. We give a shit about your age. I don't, so, I don't mean... How agey there. Looks those people. I stay over here by the mountain. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. But uh, I think I was, like, in my late 30s, like... That's when I started to be like, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to age myself up. Like that show I saw that time. And ever since then, I've just been very, to where there's people walking around out there and they're like tripped out. And I'm like, duh, I'm a vampire. Hello. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> funny, my friend Spinguli has a show on Chicago, a uh, Chicago channel, uh, MeTV. And he used to be called the son of Spinguli because there was an original one like back in the 60s. And the one in the 60s, like, I just love his getup. Like, I always tell my uh, man, Metal Jesus, like, he looks like him. And so I made up this rumor online where there's this, like, coffin that the original Spangoolie, it's a black and white photo. He's mm -hmm. standing next to the coffin, and then there's this woman's legs. I was like, yeah, I used to be his assistant. That's me. And then, <laughs> so, like, I totally make this rumor, and there's been people like, no. I was like, that's me. Like, we used to date. Like. He was my first love. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this one guy he's like, there's no way. Blah blah blah. I was like, look, this is the photo. It's my legs. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to start stealing some of that. Do it. Do yeah. it. <laughs> I went I, when I went to uh, I went to WrestleCon and uh people I hadn't seen anybody in like five years because of between school and quarantine. I walked around and people were like, 
That was, I got the nicest compliment there. Like one of the girls are like, what the shit, April? Were you dipped in formaldehyde? You look exactly the same. I was like, ah, ah! <laughs> I was like, just follow me around and tell me that. You do, though, you do. <laughs> I just thought that was so nice, but thank you. But you know, it's, it's weird. Like you, I never gave a shit about my age either, but everybody else does. Like they, they, I don't know what it is. We, we, we love to be a society where we're like, oh, I don't like labels. I hate labels, fuck labels. And then like, we're so quick to put labels on people. Like we want to label everybody and put them into a nice container. We love labels so much. We want to take them off to Vegas and marry them. You know, it's like, so you tell somebody a number and they're like, oh, and they automatically in their head, you can see their brain working like, huh, well, you look good for your age or they start calculating how much time you have left in the business. They're like, well, you better get out there and get it because you've only got like two, three years left. It's like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do, do, do you get the little do it while you can. That's obviously not going to last too much longer. And it's like, you know what I mean? So. And then you have girls out there that are still doing it that back in the day they would say never would. Like you got Mickey James out there, you know, mm -hmm. you got the freaking beautiful people out there. Like, that's all kinds of girls out there. They're looking really good, looking the same. Like they look the same. And I'm glad mm -hmm. that that opportunity is there, but you're so right. There's still, even though it's celebrated, there's still that underlining, well, mm -hmm. For your, it's like, how come she, you just can't say she looks good. Why, why is it gotta be, you look good still, or you look good for your age. Why can't I just be yeah. like, oh, you look great. Thank you. Well, some, some of the guys are, yeah. I mean, it depends on where you're from. Like I noticed like the, for some stupid reason, I tend to date Californians and they're so, I don't know why, but there's a very age obsessed. Even the guys are, and it's like, my age doesn't bother me. Why is it bothering you? Who cares? As long as my ass is where it's supposed to be. I'm not trying to be an actress. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. So. It's interesting because I stay in my little bubble here on my grounds. <laughs> like I gave up on Hollywood a long time ago. Like I remember there was a day where I was like having a good time with my friends were drinking, medicating. And I like flipped off towards Hollywood because I was listening to Rage Against the Machine and I was just like feeling it. That's how much I turned my back on Hollywood. But because like everyone I hang out with here, we all kind of think the same. Mm -hmm. I forget until like I get in these weird situations like out and about that you're right, there's people and it trips me out because I'm almost like, and maybe this means me putting labels on people. I'm almost used to women being that way, but it's been so it's guys. Guys. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's Simba. I have a collection here. It's like a zoo. Oh, I love yeah. your zoo. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of gingers coming around here. So I love yeah. the life. You embrace guys. Huh? The the guys are yeah is bad it's not sometimes worse I, you know and i think it's like i honestly think you don't have kids right so i think when you don't have kids um this is just a, another one of my crazy theories i think that the body goes where the mind takes it so 
when you have children, you have a constant source of stress and then a constant reminder that the days are going by, they're getting older, they're getting bigger. You're seeing it all the time, you know, growing out of their clothes, you got to get new stuff, they're, you got to get another haircut. Like you're constantly reminded that you're getting older because they are too. Whereas my friends that don't have children seem to not, um, not age rapidly at all. And I wonder if it's because they're not participating in the mental mind fuck that it is, you know what I mean? So they don't, they don't see the days going by. So they're not constantly measuring themselves. So they're not constantly releasing those thoughts. So they're just not, I don't know, they're not aging. Not like everybody else is. So I don't know. That's a good point. Because just, life is so effing mental. I tell people it's more mental than anything. Like it's such a trip. And when you understand that or try to understand it, that's when you can have these thoughts where it kind of just everything makes sense. And I don't know. I can go on forever about it. <laughs> there, you, they read the power of the Kabbalah. It's basically saying a lot of what you just said. It's very very uh there are there are a couple different realities out there it depends on where you want to be it's just crazy because growing up up until current days you know i've always had dreams um i've always had visions to where people have always been like oh you're psychic and this and that and i'm just like no i just am very tuned in like <clears throat> I've had a relationship with, I call my higher being God, I was the Lord, God, since I care, like, I've never not had that relationship. So that's always shifted my way of thinking and acting. So, so it opened up this whole realm of like paying attention and then the way I grew up, you just pay attention because you have to. And it's so trippy to me that people how can I say this? People that will look to me like for these answers. Oh, did you have any dreams about me? Or, oh, do you have any, those, that weird thing that happens to you? And it's like, like I'm a genie when it's like, don't you understand that you have the capability? Yes. Sit still. Your answers within you, your dreams are within you, but you're so busy and distracted. Like, just give me the answer. Give me the answer without doing the work. Yep. And it becomes this whole, like, mystical thing versus you have it in you too everyone has the ability to be um intuitive and psychic they just most people don't develop it like like i said before like a bicep you know, it's like you develop any kind of skill so we wouldn't speak english as well as we do if somebody hadn't come along and worked with us to speak the language so same with intuitive ability i um yeah, I agree with you. A lot of people don't want to do the work. And I think to add to that, we live in a, in an age of anxiety and people who are anxious need an answer. They need to know the answer. And when there are so many people and energy is contagious, right? So if you're ever around somebody with high anxiety, there's a good chance that you might feel high anxiety too. So if we are collectively one and we are all connected, when the collective has so much going on as far as fear and anxiety and depression right now, that's going to affect the rest of the collective as well. And when you live in a world 
where anxiety is very prevalent, where they need to know an answer or they're going to be upset because they don't, they don't have, they don't know what to expect. A lot of times I think what's happening is they're just getting an answer as the source, a source, not, I mean, whether it's news or media or a doctor, it's just giving people an answer just to shut them the hell up. And it's not necessarily the right answer. So there's a lot of people out there that can't be okay with, well, we don't know yet. We're researching it. And when we find out, we're going to publish that or we'll let you know. But at the moment, we're not 100% sure because this is not something you hear people say. They always have an answer, even about things that can't be answered. <laughs> so that's why we have so much false news, false so many false beliefs. There's so much false out there instead of just saying, maybe we haven't discovered that yet. Maybe we don't know yet. It will come to light in the future. Time will tell. We have to be okay with sitting with that. Amen, sister. Well, I think that's a great note to go ahead and end this because it is tough. <laughs> and I gotta go with some tough. So once again, can you let everyone know where they can find um, all your stuff? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on, let's see, Patreon, April Hunter. The A Show is on Patreon, so that's easy. Um, Twitch is the A Show also, and we are live also on Tuesday nights, Taco Tuesdays, A the A Show. Um, and I am on, let's see, Instagram, Real April Hunter, Twitter, April Hunter. See, it's either April Hunter or Real April Hunter on everything. So I'm really easy to find. So come visit me on Patreon. So all right well thank you so much and i hope to get on you get you on the show again and we can have a lot more cool conversations awesome and hopefully you can come back online too hell yes so people people really liked your show that was good guys go watch it okay so, yes so we're back uh welcome jesse one of our subscribers who just joined us uh, unfortunately it's toward the end of the show but we do have a little bit longer to go and thank you for subscribing and for the most part, it will be Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We will record and uh, look forward to you joining us, asking questions, you know, all that cool stuff. Um, so, Shelly, uh, first of all, a couple of things. I didn't mention last week, but your background for your part of the interview was like some sort of Taliban hostage type situation. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was going on. And then it was like, it looked like kind of like a dead body off to the very side, just on camera. It was a very uh, eclectic look. Uh, my other thought was, look at, she's talking about kids and how much kids age you. Look at this. Sometimes on my show, I'll do like clip shows. I'm doing video shows since uh, July of 2017. So it'll be five years coming up. And I'll play clips from like 2018 or 2019. All of this was brown for the most part. Now all of this is like snow white and it's creeping up into here. Only brown left really is up in here a little bit. But it just, I, I used to look so great. I just look so great. Now I look old and broken down. I always looked older than my age. But now I could easily pass for a senior citizen. I could get a senior citizen discount at the movie or somewhere else. By the time I'm 65, they'd be like, okay, here you go, sir. And in my breath, I'd be like, fuck you for not asking me for my ID. 
<laughs> I'm so glad that you brought up my background. Okay, so that day I had like so many things going on to where like I didn't want to flake out on the interview I booked, by the way. So I have no makeup on. <laughs> like I was just all over the place that day and I was in my garage and poor lighting. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I have hostages there uh, kicking it, being quiet like they're supposed to be. That's just the life here at Casa Martinez, you know? <laughs> That's Steve. Um, <coughs> Steve is somebody that I bought uh, last year. And um, a friend of mine that has a website, Modest Moms Wrestling. If you're into fantasy wrestling, that is the best you're going to get. Go to modestmomswrestling.com. Tell them fun time, Shelly sent you. But um, she had this dummy that she got to do custom uh, footage with. And so she names him Zach. He even has a Twitter. And I was like, dude, that is such a good um, idea because... I get asked a lot to do mixed wrestling and things like that. I'm such a man hater that it's like, I don't want dudes touching me. Like, no, I don't, I'm not about it. So I was like, that's a good idea. And she told me where to get the dummy, but where she got it from, it was completely sold out because it was, I think right before or shortly after Halloween. And so I was like, damn. So what I thought, I was like, you know, what? I'll just make my own. So I ended up getting, a dummy that didn't have a head and I got a mask and it's so funny because <laughs> Steve used to be here in the like house, not in the garage. And it's so crazy because a lot of times his side profile, he looked just like Batista <laughs> and it would trip me out, dude. And it was so funny because when we would leave, sometimes we'd prop him up with a beer, <laughs> the couch. So it looked like someone was home, you know, and um, people would come over sometimes and we would never say anything just to see what they'd say. One time we had a maintenance person here. I think it was plumbing. And <laughs> Steve was like not totally stuffed. And he was over here on the table and he was like kind of all whatever. And by the time the dude left, he was like, oh, my God, I thought that was a disabled person there the whole time. that just wasn't talking. <laughs> but. What's awesome is I recently got um, another dummy that has a head because with Steve, the it's a mask on there. So a lot of times it's hard to do videos with him because the the head moves. So I do like I've done like photos and stuff. So I got the one that I wanted originally. And I don't know if you've seen on my Twitter feed, but I go off on these characters on shows that I love that I hate. And one of them is from the office, Jim Halpert. I just cannot stand that piece of shit guy. I can't, he's a piece of shit and I get real worked up. And I think it's because in life I ended up knowing Jim Halpert's of the world and they suck hard. And I hate his chick, Pam. I hate Peggy Hill. They're terrible, 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 terrible human beings. So I thought a good way for me to vent out is I starting off with Jim. So I got a wig that looks like Jim's hair. So I put that on the new dummy. I need to get the shirt still. And so Steve, what I'm going to do with him, since he can't really move around that much with his, without his head falling off, um, I'm going to make him one of, uh, I'm going to do videos where 
he's like the warehouse guy. I'm going to get him a warehouse shirt that says Dunder Mifflin on it. And I'm going to bitch to him how I hate Jim. And then I'm going to have Jim come in and then I'm going to beat him up. And so that's going to be the first one. And then once that goes off, get some um, money from the clips. I'm going to get, I already have a wig that I want to buy on Amazon that will be for Pam. And then one wig that's going to be for Peggy Hill. So it's going to be awesome to beat all those lame ass people's asses and make money off of it. It's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. The content coming down the pipe, as they say. Terrible, terrible human beings. But Steve, he will always be my buddy in these videos where he's just... They're listening to me, encouraging me to kick their ass, and I'm going to do it. It's going to be freaking awesome. There you go. It's kind of the same way I feel about uh, Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. She annoys the shit out of me, like every episode. She does something or says something. I think, why is he putting up with that shit? I mean, for real. Do you watch it often? Oh, yeah. Me and my daughter. It's one one of her favorite things we've watched since she was little. So I've seen every episode, some episodes like 15 or 20 times. I mean, it's, but Linda just, it just, just every episode she does something. I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing? Get out of there. See, that's the thing that I ask myself sometimes because I watch The Office a gajillion times. I watch King of the Hill a gajillion times. And people could say, well, just don't watch it. But it's like, but I love these shows. It's just when it's their part. And it sucks with The Office because Pam and Jim are often, like, highlighted in it. Yeah. Whereas Peggy, she's, like, the storyline isn't always about her. So, like, I get a little bit of a break. But, like, I get worked up. Like, I get worked up. Especially Peggy. Like, she's such a freaking bitch, man. (laughs) And I used to hate Bobby so much. I still don't like him. But it's, like... (laughs) And and now that like I've seen episodes of King of the Hill that I hadn't seen before because I watched it up to a certain point and Peggy's gotten worse. I'm like, you know what? I'll take Bobby any day. Like I used to hate him so much, but no wonder why he sucks because Peggy's his mom. And I feel sorry for Pink. Like Hank is a good man. And he's over there with that dumb. And he even says it in some episodes. He's like, Whereas one was like, well, you think really highly of yourself. Like, and he's put her in her place a couple times. But oh my God, it makes me so angry. <laughs> I yell at the TV. <laughs> she had that on video. <laughs> yeah, we should do a watch along. <laughs> we should do a watch along of Office, King of the Hill, and Bob's Burger, and we'll have our mm-hmm. genuine. Uh, I don't watch Bob's Burger, but if you're saying this about that character, chances are I'll probably not like them too. Yeah. She's just, uh, I don't know. I guess because his restaurants are very successful. It's like the best he can do. Plus he's got three kids. So like, you know, I guess it would be a whole thing. But man, I feel like he could do better. You know, it'll be one of the episodes in the future. Bob gets divorced. A very serious episode of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> anyway, damn, we went over an hour and a half. It's crazy. A lot of content for you people. Less than a dollar a week. Jesse is chilling with us. I'm assuming I'm not gonna. I believe Jesse is from uh, the same Jesse that was used to be a subscriber to the old show has returned. That's awesome. Thank you for doing so. And uh, you know, tell your friends 
accost strangers on the street. Tell them about it. I said, look, there's this show. And like, well, I don't know you. Get away from me. He's like, no, listen. You're going to listen to what I'm saying about this show. <laughs> Channelattitude.com. Go check it out. Thank you, Shelly, for another great episode. Um, oh, Jesse's at work. Yeah, no problem, man. You know, we're uh, hopefully we'll get the previous 43 episodes up. But for now, we have the other episodes we've done so far. All gold. All just great, great stuff. As you know, because you're a previous subscriber. So you know, you know how great this fucking show is. Just saying. Shelly, thank you. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Peace. Bye, Jesse.